0: The I Am A Podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists.
1: Some independent artists see having a manager as a badge of honour. But when do you really need a manager? How do you find a good one? And what do they actually do? Our co founder Loretta runs Safe Music Management and manages fellow co founder Bianca Rose. So, on today's podcast, we share our experience and advice on management. Yeah, I think from an artist's perspective, um, that trust and that transparency is so important. Uh, Really early on in my career, I was approached by someone and it was I was at a gig and I was performing and I was performing a lot and you know I was having these meetings and it was you know quite exciting at the time and I met this this guy came up to me and he wanted to manage me and I met him at a gig and the thing is the side I I did have all those feelings that you know he had great vision for where he wanted to take me he he was excited he was passionate and he put the work in he was there but I always felt a bit like that there's more. Like, he was very shifty in the way that he did things and um, he wouldn't really give you lots of information. And, you know, even just, like, knowing, you know, his full name, he was very, very, like, undercover. Like, no, yeah, he's of the mind that managers need to be behind the scenes and he just would never give you much information. And I just went along with this for a bit, even though it'd just be weird. And then (laughs) other people in the industry. I had a lawyer at the time who um, was a lawyer to lots and lots of awesome artists and he didn't really like, he knew about this manager and he didn't really like him. But I still kind of was like, yeah, it was all these things that were indicators and with hindsight, I was like, it's the trust. The trust I needed was so important. But the fact that he was so passionate and he would connect me with people and give me awesome opportunities for gigs and things like that, that seemed to override that niggly feeling. And then um, we, he negotiated. Um, he was negotiating with a producer and this producer was also a friend. And then, you know, he was negotiating with them just like sort of an EP situation. And obviously there wasn't really much finances from our end, but he was basically negotiating a deal that would be really bad for them, the the production team, and um, but good for me. And a big risk for them, um that they wouldn't actually see any money or that if this didn't work out they wouldn't see anything but they wouldn't getting any wasn't weren't getting any money for, up front or anything like that so they you know they came to me you sort of separately and told me this and I didn't know I didn't know that he was doing all this on my behalf so really when someone is negotiating a deal that's bad it's not like oh Bianca's manager is did this it's Bianca's doing this because it's me that's on the line yeah. um and that's when it's your reputation. Oh, it's isn't my it? reputation. So that's when I was like, no, I'm cutting all ties. So I'm, just, <laughs> so I'm cutting all ties, and <laughs> so then I was texting this person, this friend, saying, no, this is awful. And then they text me again, and I said, yeah. And I was texting back saying, yeah, I'm just going to drop them. I'm just going to drop this this person. I'm not going to not going to this person. a manager send. And then I was I sent that message to my manager. Oh, I sent no. it to him, and I was like, no, 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 no. No, come back this is not the way I want to do this come back come back and it was done and he was like oh so yeah you want to drop me then and I was oh like, no yeah I just think that's the best thing right now it was really 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 bad you know when you just, I just didn't know what happened he must have sent me a message whilst I was texting and then I just responded to him oh, it was just awful oh but it's good yeah, It you know it, I got away from him quite quickly so <laughs> that's the only blessing but yeah Trust is so important, and going with your gut if something feels wrong, it probably is mm. and at least have a conversation about that, yeah, or get some counsel, get some advice on that,
0: and sticking from the artist's perspective then um for a while you just didn't have any management, and Long obviously time. you had your your break as well yeah. but when why did you decide that you needed a manager at the point when you did when you asked me, and obviously we we did have our friendship, but yeah. that could be tricky as well absolutely um
1: i think that i've felt like i could i could take my i've taken myself as far as i can go um and that i do i know who i am i, I it's been so many it's been quite a few years since my last management situation and i've grown so much as a person and as an artist and i knew what success meant to me you know i'd come to this place of you know reconciling the fact that i'm doing music i know that Music is going nowhere in my life. I love this. I'm in this for the long haul, whatever the journey is. And so a lot of those questions in my mind had been answered. And so I've committed to this journey. I'd made some music. I'd made an album that I was proud of. And I would put that out there. And and then you also helped me with a tour. You'd helped me um, do my first UK tour off the back of this album, and we'd worked together. It was kind of a trial period without a trial period, wasn't yeah. it? You know, we were working on IMA as well, and obviously been friends for ages, but we actually worked together on my music. So after we did the tour, it just seemed that it would make, we, it'd make sense just to carry on this happy partnership. <laughs> yeah, we we just had a trial
0: basically. Yeah. And it and it seemed to work. Cuz actually bef- even before No Fear Here, mm. your album came out, then we'd actually, I'd done a bit of consultancy with you cuz yeah. you were the guinea pig, weren't you, yeah. for my first starting Absolutely. with doing this. So it had been a really amazing thing to see your journey back into music mm. the whole um story behind no fear here which was you coming back to music yeah. and coming back to yourself and seeing you do that and be involved with the the launch gig you had and then the tour and one of the questions I get asked a lot is well what do you look for in an artist as a manager and that may be something interesting to hear. and again I can't speak for all managers I'm mm. sure many managers look for different things there probably are managers out there who just want somebody who's going to you know get to number one yeah. quick take the money and go mm. but for me I think, especially at the time when you asked me, and you kind of asked me like mm. half-hiding, mainly because you knew how busy I was. I know. And part of me, and um, this isn't to do with how amazing I am as a manager because I haven't done that much. I've been, you know, I'm have relatively new to this, but at the moment, at least two, three times a month I get asked by somebody to manage them. And and I have to say no a lot of the time because yes. I want to give the artist that I'm working with the time. But um in terms of why I said yes to to UB and what I look for in an artist for me is one of the things I get artists to do with the consultancy but also when I work with them I've um, devised this artist questionnaire artist development questionnaire which is just something that I just wanted to know to understand artists the artists I'm working with but also for them to understand themselves again coming back to this thing which I think is the most important thing to know who you are as an artist and I have to say again you were my first guinea pig in fact I think I just said to you do you mind just having a go at this and let me know what you think And I was just stunned by your answers in the questionnaire. Mm. I just loved how you answered each question. You, It was so clear to me that you knew who you were as an artist and what you wanted to achieve. And you were so comfortable in that, that it was empowering to read. And for me as a manager, again, like I've said, it's it when i know that an artist knows who they are i know what to do with it mm. when you give me your answers of this is why i do my music this is who it's for i'm like great i know what to do i know how to yeah. package that i know which people need mm. to hear it. i know where to place mm. it so i automatically had all of these ideas through reading your answers and i'd already seen because we'd been working together unofficially your Uh, work ethic and your integrity as an artist. So when I saw all of those things, although I knew it would still be a lot of work, I knew that the work that I don't have energy with, which is somebody who hasn't bothered to work on themselves, somebody who's not going to do their bit, that's the bit I don't have Mm. the time for. Mm. But when somebody's done that, it's empowering for me to work with someone like that. So that's what I look for, is an artist who knows who they are, who is willing to do their their part of the work, who will respect my opinion, who will know Mm. who they are, but will still have enough room to go, oh, I hadn't thought of that, I will at least entertain yeah. that thought yeah. and I know we went backwards and forwards on whether you should do an EP or an album we really Absolutely. discussed that yeah, and I think to start with I'd said to you to do an EP yeah he said to do two EPs and I was like almost there I was like
1: yeah that's such a good idea you know momentum wise Um and it took I took a long time thinking about that and that was a good um actual example of you suggesting something and I, I really took it on and I really um, investigated, like, is this a good idea? But something, you know, in my investigations, I just thought, you know, this body of work was created and it, it as a journey, and it, it should probably be delivered mm. fully in that journey. And, and that was I, the only reason why. But I was like, literally, almost sold by that. But it's, it was that back and forth from mm. that conversation that really helped.
0: me. And similarly, to make that idea. from I remember my response to you when you told me your decision. I was like, your answer has convinced me. So it works both ways. Yeah. Like to, to have that conversation, to really go there. So me saying that made you really look into what your why is. Which is so important. So important. And when you came back with it, I'm like, I can't disagree mm. with that. I'm, I'm on board. I changed my mind. If I hadn't, I would have still supported yeah. you. Yeah. But you're... Research in yourself and to go why you felt that it should be an album, and I well it's been proved that it was the right decision mm. in in doing that. So the trust and respect has to be there on both sides Absolutely. that you can come with your ideas, but that there's nobody's going to just shut either one down. Yeah. But ultimately, um, I understand that I'm here to serve your mm. vision, but that's in in a partnership role. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe we could talk even about working together as friends because as am we're friends and we yeah. work together and as management. And I remember when I said to somebody who's a little bit of a mentor for me that I was going to start management, they said to me, please don't manage any of your friends, friends yeah. because I've got lots of friends who are artists. And um, I was like, oh, I kind of already have started doing that. Sorry, Yeah, and um, it's it's an interesting one because I think it can go incredibly wrong because you can have the over-familiarity. Mm. Um, um, this is in some scenarios. There could be the fact that you feel that you can't say yeah. because it could it could um, threaten the friendship.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, but there's... we. It really works for us.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why... I mean, why it works so well. I think we are really honest. Yeah. And we do really respect each other. And... I was about to say that we can separate the friendship from business, but I don't think we do.
0: We actually don't. No, I've realised that. Like, We'll often start our business meetings by talking about what we've been stressed about, yeah. which could be nothing to do literally, with business. Yeah,
1: Literally. I, I'm not sure how we're making it work. I think because we're doing IMO as well. That I overcrossing, that helps, we saw that working. Yeah, that it works.
0: <laughs> uh, one thing I was going to say, um, I suppose this ties in in terms of choosing a manager. Mm. So choosing a friend to manage you, Versus a hot shop manager from a management company. Now, there's pros and cons to both. You might think straight away, surely the hot shop manager who manages an artist who's in the mainstream charts at the moment, surely they're going to have the connections. They're going to do um, better for me. Admittedly, they will definitely be better connected. They will definitely know more people. They may even have money to invest into you. Um, but the problem with going with a manager like that although if they've approached you then they obviously see something in you but if they've got two three artists or even one artist that is doing very well uh, in the mainstream there's a lot of attention on them you can guess that you're not going to be their absolute priority Mm. and while you're developing your career you need somebody who's passionate Mm. about you and willing to put that time in similarly you may get a friend who has no experience whatsoever in management but you just know they get you they Mm. they not only do they think you're great and incredibly talented but they really feel that your music deserves to get out there you can just see this passion and it I would take a manager who would take a bullet for you and be passionate about you and get you over one who's got all the connections in the world but you know, they just you know, they could see something in you but they yeah. you don't have that connection any And that's day. like
1: um Chance the Rapper, his manager yeah. um Pat. He didn't necessarily have the experience but he worked really hard in sort of the, the live music scene in the area and he came across um Chance and he just loved what he did and he had a passion and it was there's um Pat has this um complex um uh Video on YouTube this interview, blueprint yeah. blueprint interview, and he talks all about it, and I think he said to him, "Can I help can I yeah can I, what can I do Can, what can I buy a sandwich absolutely I'll just do anything, and I think chance's dad saw like his passion and the fact that he was working like basically told chance this is this is a good person to choose to manage your career and and I do think that's important, obviously because if you're passionate, then you will learn. There's all the things you need to know you will mm-hmm. learn and you will learn how to get into rooms with people that you need to get into rooms and you will learn how to take that music and and get it to that promoter and and all those sorts of things. I think that passion and that drive and that excitement for you, that for your music that the artist, that the manager can have is crucial.
0: And on to the practical, all of those things, and I, I would say they're more important, mm-hmm. are... Um, personality things Mm. as in connection Mm. they're passionate about you they would get that but also if you're an artist who is a creative I can't stress how important it is when you're negotiating with people or booking things that it comes across professional Mm. so making sure that your manager will do that for you that they have the skills they have the people skills to come across assertive when they need to Mm -hmm. and chase that money when Mm. you haven't been paid for something and they're not afraid to do those things but at the same time they know how to Forge good relationships, and that they're personable in that way, and that they're going to get connections for you, and all of those things are really important. That they're organised. Mm. There's no point getting a manager that's disorganised <laughs> if you're disorganised yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it might not even be their strength, but mm. just seeing that they are that they can deliver on though. All of those things are important to look for uh, in a manager as well, and just that they are have your best interests at mm. heart. That you believe they've yeah. got your best interests at yeah. heart.
1: Just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders, sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMA on YouTube or visit our website www.ima.co.uk. So how do you find a manager? That's a a big question. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, again, they could be right under your nose. It could be your mate. It could be somebody who um, you've grown up with or who, whenever you've done a gig, they might not even be a close friend, but they're always there. Mm. They always take an interest and you can see that they, they really believe in you. So perhaps it's somebody you know, a peer, Um, Luckily, these days, there are also organisations that have directories. So one that I always mention is the MMF, which is Mm -hmm. the Music Managers Forum. Um, If you go to mmf.net, they actually have a directory where you can have, there's loads of managers listed and you can contact managers um, and submit your music and basically ask them if they're taking on any board. Mm -hmm. I think on the directory, it might even say people who've got their books open. Mm So approaching a manager yourself, literally looking for them online, uh, looking for the artists that they work with or that they're artists you admire. I would say there's probably doesn't make sense to approach a manager who's managing an artist exactly like you, Mm. because then it's gonna be a conflict of interest. They're not gonna need or want or be in anyone's best interest to have an uh, artist that's exactly the same as you because you're gonna be competing for gigs and opportunities. But if it's a a manager who's the way they work, or the type of artist that you think even your work might even uh, complement one of their other artists, because then there's the opportunity of working together, collaborating, mm-hmm. or touring together, and those things. That's a thing to look out yeah, for as well. Good. So approaching them individually, like I said, there's not a week that goes by that I don't get somebody sending me some music and asking, and I try to always at least get, at least give some advice or um, offer some consultancy if they're in a position to be able to afford to pay for that, just to give some short term advice mm-hmm. or point them towards somebody who. I think might be taking on artists so it is easier to find a manager but sometimes like I say it's not necessarily about approaching big companies it's about looking around you somebody who's got the skills and who believes in you
1: yeah and so what sort of questions you ask somebody that you might want to manage
0: you um I think listen to what questions they ask you Mm. is a really important one what do they want to know about you ask them how they see you as an artist um what their plans would be what they would want to do with you where what they would want to take where they would want to take you see if they say some refreshing things that you hadn't thought of that you think is a good idea um, ask them how they prefer to work so mm. going back to when we were talking about whether you wants, you're you looking for somebody who's very involved with every decision you make creatively mm. if it's somebody who's like that but you actually just want somebody as a sounding board then that's probably the wrong kind of personality yeah. um, ask questions like who they've worked with before, their connections and if they haven't, if they're new to this just ask them what their skills are, ask mm. them what they're passionate about mm. and what they enjoy often where people's passions are it's usually what they're yeah. good at as yeah. well Um, And the other thing I would say is to just always have a trial period, even if somebody looks great, even if they're friends, we kind of like we said we had that trial period because our friendship came first. So first of foremost, we wanted to preserve that. But sometimes with somebody, it just might not work. You just it might not be the right personalities mm-hmm. or you just might end up that you've got different ways of working. Mm-hmm. So have, I would normally ask say about three months, but three to six months, I would say, where that you can literally, both of you walk away after that and there's no hard feelings it, and for whatever reason um, and just decide that that's, that works equally on both ways. But it's really important to have that to test it out.
1: Right. That's good. Should we, um, that tricky one, contracts and fees. Yeah. I feel like that's the next logical step to talk about Definitely, especially
0: now. if we're talking about, you, say you've got to the end of your trial period yeah. and you think, I want to work with this person. Both mm. sides, you thought this is really working. What shall we do? Shall we, Um, what's the next step? Um, It's really interesting with this one, uh, with contracts, because earlier I spoke about the bad experience that I had. And a part of me um, thinks, why didn't I just get that contract ready to sign on the the day when the three months was up? And that's what I felt at the time. Mm. Um, And lots of people, the lawyer I was working with at the time, um, had said the same thing. Lots of people had talked about that to protect myself. And in some ways, I see that. And I would still advise most people to make sure that you have some kind of contract because what a contract really is is something where you talk about worst case scenario Yeah, and really in a good relationship you sign this contract it says what will happen if it goes wrong because you don't need a contract when it's going right mm-hmm. you put it in a drawer and you probably never have to look at it again it's there to get out when things go wrong oh remember we agreed this so in that sense both people are protected it shouldn't be anything to be afraid of But there's a part of me that feels it's a little bit like forcing someone Mm -hmm. to stay married to you who doesn't want to stay married to you. If somebody's betrayed you or clearly you you worked out this isn't going to work. This isn't good for anybody. Why would I want to force them to stay with me anyway? Okay, if it's just in case in the if I'd had a contract I'd at least been paid the money that was owed me and that you'd hope somebody would ethically make that decision anyway but what I've realised when I work with artists where I absolutely trust them and there's a transparency I know that I know that I know that that scenario would never happen Um, and I know that because deep down I knew with this artist that that trust wasn't really there so rightly or wrongly I actually don't have a contract with Mm. any of the artists I work with, and we do say every now and then we really should get round to doing that contract. It's not we we haven't actually definitively decided we're not going to have one, Um, so I know that each of my artists would be prepared to sign one. Absolutely, but we've kind of just not got round to it. Yeah,
1: and I think this is not this is not advice that we're giving to anyone, but I think certainly for our situation. I feel like they'll present a need like um, be it um, some sort of, you know, label services, label distribution, all these other sorts of things that might come along, which would be like, actually, let's potentially go formalise, okay, this, how much I'm going to take from this, that's going to come in and you and those sorts of things. Mm. Like it would, it would, even though we wouldn't need a contract to do that, I think it would probably be quite good Mm. at that stage where, there's like more of a flow of finances flowing in and Mm. out and, doing all those sorts of things it makes
0: things clear it's there black and white for yeah. everybody and ultimately any contract should be for your protection mm. and for your artist protection mm. so i would advise people to get a contract yeah. because it's not it shouldn't be designed to bind anybody mm. it should actually be designed to bring freedom if that scenario mm. comes and to make sure that things are clear and hopefully as i said you put it in a drawer and that's it you never have to look at it again Um, And I also think it's important to point out that if you do sign a contract, which I would advise that artist and manager both have separate legal advice, that's absolutely imperative that you have separate lawyers and separate legal advice. So it's absolutely fair and transparent. But um, it's well known that Stevie Wonder's manager, who he's had since almost the beginning of his career, they've never signed a contract. They've shaken hands and it's worked. That that element of trust is there. It it does get to a point where it gets longer and longer that you kind of feel, well, well, what's the point? But at the same time, I think it should only ever be designed, particularly the times when it's come up, when i thought, oh, yeah, it's about time to do that, is when we've been entering into agreements with other people. So to define and protect our relationship Mm. but for me um most independent artists aren't making any money Mm. at the beginning and i hate the idea of binding someone in to have to give me some of the little bit Mm. of money they need when i know they're not Mm. earning enough at the moment to support themselves and i'm absolutely fine by that which is what's ironic about this other artist i i have invested my own money into Mm. my artists um and I just don't feel comfortable with taking money from them when they're not earning at all yet. At that time when we earn, hopefully we'll all win. So I'm quite happy to take my cuts then. (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: So mm, we've covered a lot of things. Well, Shall we talk about cuts?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Cuts and fees.
0: Yeah, people ask that as well. Uh, The average, the general um, cut that a manager takes in the UK is 20%. Um, in the US and in some circumstances that can be more it could be 25 or even 30 percent if a manager is really being proactive in making things happen for your career Uh, and sometimes it's less if you've got two managers for example um, one like I said who does the admin who um, like more finance uh, and one who is the day-to-day creative manager it may be 15 percent to one manager and the five percent but usually it it comes to around 20% so yeah. that gives you a guideline that if you approach somebody and if they're asking you for 40% run a mile <laughs> yeah, absolutely
1: absolutely so I'm of the like the thinking that from an artist's perspective regardless of whether you have a manager you should still work incredibly hard um a manager or if, or a label situation or whatever doesn't mean that you sit back a little bit I think that the best scenario in terms of moving forward and and making progress is to work incredibly hard regardless of who's on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen situations and I've even had situations especially my last management situation where you kind of sit back from certain things sit back from even thinking strategically and you just kind of put that into somebody else's hands completely. And I, and I, th- I feel like there's much more room for contention, or there's much more room for actually not progressing at a steady rate. Mm. Is that how do you work with your artists, and what have you seen?
0: Yeah, that's exactly how it is for me. And actually, what I've one of the biggest things I've learned. So one of my artists is signed. Mm. And and one of the things I've learned through that relationship is exactly the same as you've just um, described there between a manager and an, when, you, when an artist gets a manager, the same as when an artist gets signed, mm. is the best advice I could give anyone is to still work as if you're independent, as mm. if you're on your own, but in partnership. As mm. soon as you go, okay, that's my bit done, it's down to somebody else to do the work then you've missed something, you've missed perspective. But as soon as you work and in partnership with people, that's when the most can be achieved. So since uh, my artist, Joshua Luke Smith, got signed, we've worked as if we're he independent so we've still put all hard. the work in booking the tour if you like for yeah. us I think people think as soon as that happens and the, the label does There's all that everything. we book that mm. uh, Josh is constantly writing coming up with um, themes and scenarios the label come alongside and they support and they empower what we're doing and actually that's what I believe a manager should do mm. it's your career it's your music you should come with your music who you are as an artist and a manager should come in and empower what you're doing and create opportunities and um, basically um, amplify that. Yeah. Um, so I can't do that if an artist isn't doing their bit. If they've not finished the songs or finished their project or if they're not giving me music, there's, there's no opportunity for me to create for them. There's no one I can say, hey, have a list of, have a list of this music that they put out five years ago. is not going to get them a yeah. gig this month. So as long as they're doing their work, I do know some artists who have spoken to me unofficially because they have seen what I've been doing with my artists and they've been a bit concerned that their manager doesn't seem to be doing certain things mm. that they expected. And they were saying to me, Sh- am, is the, am I wrong? Have I got a f- false expectation? Should they not be doing that? I kind of feel like they should be. And what I've said to them, because again, it is down to the art of their relationship. But firstly, they need to feel the fact they don't feel that they can say that and have that right. conversation. I hope that any of my artists would say, what are we doing with this? or even if they do see that I'm busy and I am going to get mm. sidetracked I'm managing four artists and I'm also working on other projects and occasionally it needs for my artists to say can we have a vision day mm. and I'm never going to say no yeah. to that and I'm like oh yeah we do need to yeah. do that and when we have them I'm fully in it and we yeah. fully come up with ideas mm. and it's really important to pre- periodically do that but if they just waiting for me to say that and then they're saying behind my about oh well they, we, they've not got a plan with me yeah. so you can prompt on that way. you can have that conversation but if you've asked your manager, if you've delivered to your manager and then they're not creating opportunities or even give you any feedback or letting you know what you're doing, it's absolutely within your right to say, "Hey, where are we going here, or what are we working yeah. towards?" Or if you feel in the dark as to what they're doing, just like you alluded mm. with the manager you worked with before, you didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. You knew they had the contacts, but you saw no evidence and of then their I work. I found
1: out that the way of working wasn't sort of the way I wanted to work. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think you need to be able to be honest if it's absolutely. not working, and be able to ask questions. Mm. And even if that answer is, "I'm just really busy at the moment. I'm really sorry, but this is when we can do it." But if you if that's constant the answer and you're being not prioritized they don't have the time for you that's a conversation that you need to have that's really honest as well but i was so i would say yes work like you don't have a manager but certainly your manager should be pulling yeah. their weight particularly in the areas that you can't or haven't got because that's the whole idea of having a manager
1: that's it's like a relationship it's a partnership as well and everyone's got to be doing their part but as you said early on in our conversation like we are as artists running the ship like it is our it's our thing and managers coming along literally enhancing and supporting and um helping to move that forward but we can't abandon ship we can't hmm. just go, okay, yeah, I'm just going to just, like, abandon everything I'm just going to sit and I'm just going to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take over. We
0: can't do that. Again, I do love my analogies. It's like it's the equivalent of being in a rowboat, if you like, mm. and before you had both oars and yeah, you were struggling absolutely. and you're paddling and paddling. It was really hard work. And suddenly you have someone who's coming in to help you. Now, you can either go, great, put your feet up, let go of both oars, give it to your manager and watch them and even... Beat the drum yeah. while they go while Come they on. Yeah, while they struggle. while they struggle. Or you can it. go now. There's two yeah. of us. Let's both get a set absolutely. of oars. A is not as much effort for me, and because there's two of us, we're getting there yeah. faster. Yeah, I think that's probably the best analogy of absolutely. what it should be like. That's awesome.
1: I think we've covered so much, actually, where management is concerned. Yeah.
0: Again, if you have any questions on management that we haven't covered get in touch we'll be very happy to find out as I said I'm the first to say I'm fairly new to this so very much uh, learning as I go and learning a lot and really enjoying the journey there's some great books on management if you're thinking of being a manager or if you don't have a manager yet and you're not quite at that stage there's two books that I always recommend Uh, One book is called All You Need to Know About the Music Business. This is an old book now but it's been revised uh, most recently in 2014. It's by Donald S. Parsman. Uh, You can get it from Amazon. You can get a Kindle edition of that as well. Do bear in mind this one is actually American so a lot of the things in it will talk about American law but the principles are really good and absolutely the same. If you want a UK one, one that I can recommend is called Music the Business from Anne Harrison. She was actually a music music lawyer, she is a music lawyer still. It's the essential guide to the law and the deals. So this will give you some really practical stuff. If you've got people interested in you and you've got some uh, things where you're feeling a bit out of your depth in how they work.
1: So I think we've come to the end of our chat on management. Um, as Loretta said, if you've got any um, questions or anything like that, do hit us up on our social media um, pages. Um, our handle is we are. IMA. and we actually have a video that loretta um made we filmed with loretta talking about management and it's got some really good um pieces of information in it. a lot of the stuff we've spoken about today but if you want something really concise and just really hits those points do check out our youtube page which is um IMA. if you search IMA on youtube and um, you'll be able to find our video on management there too
0: For more great content from IOMA, find us on social media at We Are Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.
1: And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.ima.co.uk